The flu could kill more than coronavirus. If we want to wear a mask, that's fine. We can take care of ourselves. When George Floyd was saying, I can't breathe, and then he died, and now we're wearing a mask, and we say, I can't breathe, but we're being forced to wear it anyway. I'll tell you another reason I'd hate masks. Most child molesters Love them. They blocked off the uh, front entrance to the school building, and we went out to ask them to move, and they uh, attempted to storm the school building. Welcome back, uh, brothers and sisters and others. How's, how's, uh, it's, it's Brigham Young Money. It's been a little while. Um, I can't remember the last time, but it seems like it's been a long time since I've uh, spoken to the masses, I guess, on this pulpit. But it's Kyle here, and I'm here with uh, with Greg. Greg, how's it going? I'm actually today's been wonderful. Like best <laughs> weather we've had in a long time. Took the boy on a nice long bike ride. Got a nice workout in. Found out the boy actually really likes vegetable coconut korma. We went and got some takeout. Nice. Which is okay. just like so. It's gonna take a lot to fuck the vibes today. I'm actually <laughs> feeling quite, quite good. <laughs> we'll do our best to, to change that. Jordan, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I started out my day with a walk down to Utah Lake and um, I uh, gave my uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg uh, Funko Pop a Viking funeral. Yeah. So, you know, it, it just feels like a blessed day. It just feels like everything was... <laughs> just place it on a tumbleweed. Oh, no. Oh, no. I hate that so much. I, uh, I've, so yeah, Jordan, we haven't seen you in a little while. Um, in person, we've been doing the our Friday night gets gets togethers, and Jordan has been in the process of moving to Utah County, I believe. I can finally vote for Burgess Owens, guys. I'm yeah. so excited. <laughs> like I said, you're not gonna fuck these vibes today. <laughs> no, it's a great day. I can't wait to just write on my ballot. Burgess Owens and then throw it in my mailbox and just be like, it's a great day, everybody. Great day. Jordan, I know I say this a lot to you because um, I am profoundly grateful for the troops, but as we're staring at each other's eyes in the Zoom call, thank you for your service. You're welcome. You're welcome. I I, I think Congress needs Burgess (laughs) Owens and we're going to do it. I think I might go door to door for him too. Just be like, hey, how you doing? You know, in a spike or something like that might not be the best thing, but, you know, we're going to do it. We're going to bring it home for Burgess. You know, yes, I'm actually just going to get the save our children hashtag tattooed on my forehead. You should. You should get you should get the website for uh, Operation Underground Railroad, get the QR code for it and get that tattooed on your forehead. I'm actually no, um, because I've already gotten Tim Ballard's face on my uh my right pectoral muscle roger stone and and uh and uh reagan style or yeah. nixon style God yeah damn. it's actually um Wait, is it nixon? it's roger Who, stone it's roger stone on the right and tim ballard on the left and when i flex i can actually make them kiss <laughs> oh my god where are you Wait, gonna... who, does, who does roger stone have is it nixon or is it reagan i can't remember it's nixon, it's nixon. oh my god so incredibly Amazing. cursed it really is. Where are you going to have that guy that's pretending to be JFK Jr.? Oh man, is he still? He's it's actually going to be. It's going to be on my. Too. It's going to be on my stomach, and it's just going to make it look like his mouth is agape. 
Oh, he's still out there too, just because like he's like he's like cruising like Q rallies looking for like women who think he's JFK Jr. and just having sex with him. Like yeah, that guy's living his best life. He is, but like I I wonder what's happening with well, I mean he's kind of taken a backseat a bit because of how much more Q people have gotten into Q. But yeah, wish him the best, JFK Jr. guy with the fedora. Out here fucking slaying salute. He absolutely is. So he's um, getting the cussy, the cussy. Jesus, yeah, Good hell, he's certainly doing something like that. Um, so as Jordan mentioned during, I'm his, so sorry. It's okay. I, I, you're forgiven. <laughs> the vibe, the vibe is too strong. Um, as Jordan mentioned during uh, his his little walk today, um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg uh, died, um, which you know creates just. I mean, is it's just par for the course with how insane this year continues to be um and you know she officiated a, a wedding like two weeks ago <laughs> and, and, and like there the were pe- signs in washington dc that was like ruth Bader ginsburg walks here like wear a mask to protect her and <sighs> without going too much into like her record but she definitely could have retired like during the obama era and been replaced by like some 20 year old uh like pete Buttigieg type guy but didn't and now we are in this situation i i will say this i don't think anything represents being a girl boss more and not retiring at 80 years old despite a history of cancer so that a decade later your replacement can be fucking tom yeah. cotton or ted cruz oh no yeah, yeah it, also by the way those people that were in that wedding that ruth Bader ginsburg officially like immediately locked their accounts the moment the news came out it's like nope click wait they they pulled a quaku Oh, absolutely. Like the moment it came out, he was like, we can't. No, we're going to get blamed for this. Yeah. So good for them for doing that. Um, so part of the the whole thing with her, um, I mean, it's bad that our entire democracy is apparently was hinging on uh, – on the life of someone this old who had had cancer this many times 87 year old (laughs) cancer survivor oh yeah yeah. i I think it's a great idea that our country's civil liberties and civil rights lies on an 87 year old woman's pancreas that's that's wonderful so i mean this is bad but also like hopefully this finally gives like depending on what the Republicans do from here to the election, hopefully this gives like a kick in the ass that like, we need to make sure the Supreme court is essentially obsolete and completely pack this court with just like hundreds of judges. Cause it doesn't fucking matter. Like there doesn't need to be only how many justices do we have? I can't remember. Nine. Well, nine, eight nine. now, but eight now. Okay. So we're sending out the smoke signal right now. Like when a Pope dies, I saw something on Twitter today that made me laugh. It was pretty much comparing like the Supreme Court to the like Iranian Supreme Council. It's just a bunch of rich, it's just like a bunch of old elitists, just like talking about an ancient text text that was written in like a world that doesn't exist anymore. It was, it was, it was kind of striking. It's like, oh yeah, I guess that kind of makes sense. Yeah. And um, one of the weirdest things about like her death, it's just like seeing how we, we have a habit in this country of just creating idols out of people for some reason. Like, it, I mean, it's it's indicative. It's uh, like we see this when it comes to things like um, Kamala Harris wearing like Chuck Taylors or Timberlands or like. Um, you know, Obama releasing his like movies and videos or whatever that he likes um, every year. 
it's just like we have this weird thing with politicians where we feel like we have to like worship them or like they have to be our friends or something instead of just like being a vehicle to advance political goals. Um, there's this weird thing where we worship these people to a really strange extent. Um, and that came out with a lot of like weird memes and stuff. Like specifically we were, we were talking about before about the weird one of like, um, like Chadwick Boseman greets Ruth Bader Ginsburg in heaven saying queen. And she greets him by saying King and they do the Wakanda for everything. It's just like, that is really bleak. And that fact that that was posted genuinely is really concerning. Um, and I, I really wish we would stop doing that with uh, like these cult of personalities. It's really, really strange. Yeah. Oh no, Although I think it's, I the, think it's uh, completely healthy that Warren Staffers got Holocaust tattoos with like the with like the hex color for mint green. Oh my, yeah, can't can't do that. It sucks because mint green is a rad color. It's one of my favorites, and it just was like yeah, those totally got are fucked up. A little mint green. <laughs> they are. Um, I have mint green headphones on right now. I am a big yeah. fan of the mint green. I have a mint green bike. Like just, it is, it is one of my favorite colors. Just blood yeah. and teeth, Greg. <laughs> yeah. So I know, I know Greg's got some strong words on the topic. <laughs> well, it's, 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 we kind of have to sidestep about things, but um, just regarding Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And one of the big topics right now is obviously who is going to be her replacement and the hypocrisy of Mitch McConnell um, <clears throat> stonewalling Merrick Garland as the, uh, the last the choice for Obama, Obama presidency. Yeah, in, yeah. in 2016, and now him trying to just ram through whoever Trump's pick is. Trump said that he's going to have a name, more than likely a woman, because apparently he likes women more than men. Which, yeah, that was you know, pretty funny. The first female president, as Roseanne said. He's just, it's coming through in the clutch. But the big thing is, is like people are trying to point the finger and say that Mitch McConnell uh, is a huge hypocrite and how can he do this? As if fucking rules apply to Mitch McConnell and the GOP. Like, bar none right now, I need you guys to pay attention um, because rules only apply to the GOP when when they benefit the GOP. And ultimately, I think McConnell, Trump, and the Senate are going to push this new justice through. Democrats are going to whine. They're going to cry. They're going to ball up their fists. But it won't mean shit because it never means shit because Democrats are ultimately the most feckless people on earth. And therein lies the fundamental differences between conservatives and liberals, is that they're playing the game with an entirely different set of rules. Conservatives, in my opinion, exist solely for two reasons. One is to enrich themselves and their friends and their donors and their partners. They are in it for the grift. They want money. They want power. They don't give a fuck how they get it. And number two reason they exist is to simply own the libs. That's one of the biggest things within the Trump party. There was a, a they, don't, meme. they don't care about policies. They don't give a shit about any of no. that. It's literally just owning the libs and like they... Trump it's, makes people I hate mad, so he's good. That's literally why people like Donald Trump. Yep. And I mean, also just think about this, too. They, they want the Supreme Court further because if they lose the Senate, if they lose the House, if they lose the presidency, none of that matters because if they can solidify themselves in the judiciary, none of it matters. Because yeah. that way you can undercut anything liberals do, anything the Democratic Party does, and you can pretty much make them just 
feckless and aimless. And then, then you can just sweep back into power because the Democrats didn't achieve anything. Absolutely. Well, and the thing is, they don't give a single fuck how they do this as long as it gets done. Like Republicans will lie, they'll cheat, and they'll steal their way to a double W. We saw it like there is such a blatant, perfect example of this with the 2000 election. And liberals are too spineless and they're too feckless and they're too cowardly to mount any sort of defense. And a big reason why is they have too much respect for processes, rules, and laws, regardless of how outdated, how draconian, or just how right, just downright wrong these processes, rules, and laws are. And we saw this when Gore didn't challenge the election decision in 2000, or Obama not trying the Bush administration for their war crimes, or no one being held responsible for the financial crisis in 2008, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, it's it's exactly what's going to happen again. I I think I saw a tweet about this. It kind of made me laugh about it. But uh, Democrats are essentially like the bewildered coach going through the rule book as Air Bud's just draining threes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's like you see Republicans just like, you know, Mitch McConnell drives through the lane and does the the Sean Kemp dunk. Republicans don't care about hypocrisy. Like, quit. Yeah. Quit playing this game like, well, they said this in 2016. No one cares. No one cares what they said in 2016. Mitch McConnell doesn't care what he said in 2016. Mitt Romney doesn't care what he said in 2016. Ted Cruz doesn't care what he said in 2016. You're not going to own these people because all they're going to do is, even if they, because even if they go back and win everything, and and even if like the Democrats sweep to power on this huge mandate, they're just going to push through the justice in the lame duck period because what do they have to lose then? Exactly. So this indicates like we're, we're, we're heading to a crux where the Democrats are going to have to be tested on that fecklessness more than they ever have before. Um, and that was already going to happen this fall with the election, but it's going to happen um, again in some fashion with the way um, with RVG passing as well, because um as mentioned, the Merrick Garland thing was just Merrick Garland was picked to appease to people like Mitch McConnell. And they were just like, fuck no. Um, the year, this is an election year and you can't, you don't get a Supreme court nominee because this is an election year. No, so this, this happens that. every single time. It was just like that with the, uh, the affordable care act too, where it's like, well, Hey, we, we built in a lot of these things to appeal to you as well. We're, we're, we're going to do things like requiring people to own insurance because that'll help business and things like that. We're not going to put in a public option. We're not going to, yeah. we're not going to try and try and do anything that would take away from any sort of conservative principles. As a matter of fact, we're using a we're using a law that came from the Heritage Foundation. Isn't that what you like? We know you like this, and you didn't get one Republican vote for it. Not right. one. Yeah, and so it's going to come down to. Uh, I mean, this is really going to actually have to test their resolve when it comes to this thing because they are going to. I mean, the Republicans are going to either an, attempt to nominate someone or they will nominate someone, and most almost certainly get a vote on this, and. Um, and as part of this, a lot of this is hinging on the uh, the election this fall. And basically, the, the situation that we're facing at this point is that there's no way in hell Joe Biden doesn't win the popular vote by a very large margin. The problem is going to be individual states 
um, that are where the electoral college is going to be hinging on a certain number of people. It's going to be individual states are going to likely take certain um, issues to court, similarly to how like what happened in the 2000 election. The problem is that in the 2000 election, um, Al Gore uh, simply respected the institutional norms more than he wanted to win. And that's something that the Democrats only put place upon themselves. That's not that those aren't rules that the GOP plays by. And basically, I mean, in, in 2000, we had uh, what was called the Brooks Brothers riots down in Florida, where um, Roger Stone and people basically demanded that they stop counting ballots. And the Supreme Court ended up ruling that like, yeah, no, this was totally fine. And um, Bush wins the election and this can't happen again. Like, we're not going to do this again. So the Um, GOP is kind of like the all-star basketball player who wins by any means, you know. Yeah. This this player will drive the lane after hooking his defender, pushing the defender down will drive the paint, will dunk all over some poor player with his feet set, rub his nuts all over his his face and his forehead, (laughs) um, and ultimately win the game because the whistle isn't blown while Democrats, after getting pushed to the floor and getting nut juice on their forehead, will just look at the referee, point with a sad face and say, that's a foul, (laughs) he fouled me. Yeah, that's where we're at. That's where we're at in this country. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it's really that's going to be that's going to be put to the test, both with the election and um, this new justice that's going to have to happen, because it, it is likely that this that the Democrats will both take the Senate and maintain control of the House if col- if current polling holds. And the real question is going to be who is the president and then, um, you know, what's going to happen with the Supreme Court pick, because. Uh, yeah, are, are the Democrats really going to block it for four years if they don't if they don't get the presidency? If they do, if they do win, and then they, uh, you know, so like there are some Republicans now who are committing to not voting until their election happens. Um, but what if there's a lame duck session for Donald Trump and then they push in a new Supreme Court justice because they can because they have the Senate? Like, what happens then? Are the Democrats willing to pack the courts? And tra- traditionally, Joe Biden has been against that. But if he wins, like they, I, they, they really have no other choice. And if to. the Democrats do not pack the courts after, if they, if, if Joe Biden wins this election and the the Republicans push through a justice and they don't pack the courts, then we are monumentally fucked forever. So yeah, my favorite tweet on this subject uh, by the absolute boy Will Meneker, and he tweets out: the Democrats will pull out every stop. Mobilize their supporters, play hardball with the Republicans for the first time in decades, and use every parliamentary trick in the book to stop McConnell from rushing through a nomination. Biden will win and then nominate Mitt Romney. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, world boys! No, well, you're not gonna you're not gonna fuck the vibes, guys. Are you guys really saying that this is going to be the first time the Democratic Party has threatened the legitimacy of the Supreme Court since FDR? Because, I mean, the only president who ever, like, threatened to pack the court in, like, the 20th century was Franklin Roosevelt when he said when the Supreme Court was standing in the way of a lot of New Deal provisions. So he was like, all right, fine. I'm just going to pack the court with more justices because I have a supermajority in the Senate and everything. And There's a real cruel irony to the only president standing up to Republicans being the one who can't stand. <laughs> Jeez. That really is. But, um, um... but 
the threat alone was enough to get several of the justices to retire. I mean, that's why they call it a stitch in time to save the nine, because what what Roosevelt was talking about doing was raising up to 11 or 12 or even 13. And that was just to like people that were ob- obstructing the new deal. But that was enough to pretty much to pretty much just get what he wanted. And I yeah. don't think the Democratic Party is capable of that. I really don't. I don't think yeah. that they're capable of exerting power for the first time since LBJ. Yeah, I would absolutely love to be proven wrong. Um, I have no idea what's going to happen. I'm not going to pretend to. I just don't have high hopes. High, high hopes for living. I don't have high hopes for a living right now. And I, um, but I would love to be surprised. But basically, um, there's a lot, of, a lot of shit up in the air uh, this fall and for up until the um, like November in general is just going to be insane. So, like for example, I, I think we talked about it last time but like the election is going to have more mail-in ballots than ever um there are places like pennsylvania who are accepting mail-in ballots up to three days after the election so the days between the actual night of the election and it's going to be weeks after that there's going to be protests there's going to be counter protests it's going to be insane and i have no idea i'm uh, i'm not ready for it to be honest but um we're going full speed ahead Full speed ahead to the cool zone zone. Um, speaking of the cool zone, um, it turns out we're also still in a global pandemic. That's which a hell is of really a segue, cool. Kyle. Well done. We, thanks, guys. Thank you. Um, so coronavirus is still a thing, it turns out. And um, being in the great state of Utah, who has just handled this better than everyone, apparently, so I'm told, um, we are looking at quite a problem here in Utah right now. And a little bit of a pickle. Kaboom. A little bit of a, of a pickle. So we have hit over a thousand cases twice, both on Thursday and Friday for the first time ever. Um, that was after what, 900 something the day before? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're so collectively over 3000 cases in three days. Yes. Yeah, so schools are in session. Um, colleges have kids on campus. Um, sports are going. It's uh, it's it's bad. And COVID is certainly back. We never dipped below 300. Or I think there, we may have had some 200 days over the last like month or so. But um, it just seems like uh, things have happened on very the timing of certain things has been very suspect and everything from the testing and how we've moved between phases of restrictions has been really curious um salt lake city moving to uh yellow instead of orange just last week just coincidentally right before the utah state fair um it's where they're letting six thousand people in at a time like which has been at capacity the entire time it's been at capacity the entire time. Yep. Um, and they, the city has gotten reports of like, you know, people not wearing masks and not distancing or anything at the fair. It's, it's a problem. And that was like yesterday. Um, this was the weekend and, uh, I, you know, we're, we're in for some bad weeks ahead. Um, and again, we still do not have a state mask mask mandate. We have, um, we have a mask mandate in Salt Lake County, in Summit County, and I believe in Grand County or just the city of Moab. I can't remember which one it is between those two. Um, but the problem is, obviously, is that among Utah's three most populous counties, Davis, Salt Lake, and Utah County, 
um there's like 40 minutes between uh davis and utah county and salt lake right in the middle and there's nothing obviously stopping anyone from driving to any of these counties and doing whatever like for example um one of the biggest hot spots right now down in provo in like the provo orem area which is rivaling infection rates of the navajo nation and new york city back in march and april um the, there are a lot of college students um, who have family elsewhere in the States, like my family included. My sister lives in Orem and not to blow up her spot, but she is like, I mean, I don't know really how careful she is. My Both my parents, my dad had coronavirus and my mom currently has coronavirus. And, um, and my really old grandma has been around too, like on Sunday dinners. And my girlfriend and I will go over to my parents' house, but we'll just like stay outside the entire time. Um, but like, I mean, these a lot of these college kids really, as we'll get into, really don't care a ton. Um, and again, like I think my 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 sister in particular is careful, but just like in general, there's just like this attitude that I've seen from um, my sister's friends or just like anyone else that like, you know, I I, I hope I get it. All right. I, so I can get it out of the way. Or like, if I get sick, like, it's totally fine, even though just completely disregarding the people that they come in contact with on a on a daily basis. And it's, it's this completely selfish mindset that we've yeah. seen that like, younger, healthy people have a much greater chance of a full recovery, yeah. despite you know, whether or not there might be some lingering side effects, which is, yeah, which we don't know yet. We and don't, yeah, we don't know. know. We don't have a full scope of this virus, but the idea is, oh, if I get it, I get it. You know, I get the flu, whatever, I'll be fine. And completely, again, like you said, disregarding the people you they come in contact with. So it's like, yeah, you 22 year old Mackenzie in Orem might be fine. You might have a little bit of a cough and a running nose and have to stay in bed for a day or two. But then you go to Sunday dinner and all of a sudden your grandma's hacking up along and she's fucking dead the next yeah. week. And I think the, yeah. the really insane thing is people who definitely have health problems are still acting like it's no big deal because they don't think yeah. it applies to them. It's like, oh, I'll just get like a mild flu or something like that until you're like mm -hmm. having a tube jammed down your throat and you're put into a coma. Right. Yeah, it's, it's insane. And like one of my the biggest things that really upsets me about the the lack of mask mandate is that um every time someone goes into a like a grocery store without a mask or like so basically how coronavirus was being dealt with in salt lake before i think our mask ma mandate was that beginning of july or sometime in july i, I mean think it's so. night yeah, that, day. Was, that yeah. was about the time of the first spike yeah so when you go into a grocery like when there are people who work in the in these grocery stores or for example who don't have the luxury of being able to stay home and have to deal with like people people flowing through the doors all day and if people aren't wearing masks you're just saying i don't give a shit about the people who work at this grocery store and obviously we know this state doesn't give a shit about people the quote essential workers or um, anything like that. People aren't receiving hazard pay. But like, there are people who work at grocery stores for, again, the most obvious example in my mind right now, but restaurants being a huge one too, especially now that those are opening inside and everything and bars too. But throughout this whole time, grocery stores have been open. People aren't receiving hazard pay. And you got people coming through the doors refusing to wear masks. And if there's no mandate, there's nothing at all to protect the people who are working at these grocery stores. And like, go, like I've, I've gone to stores in Salt Lake here and there, there might be one person. I've 
I can think of one example where I saw someone or excuse me, two examples over the last couple of months where I've been in a store or gas station and there wasn't, and there was somebody very purposely and defiantly not wearing a mask and it was just embarrassing for them. But that's one person. And that's a huge, one person making that decision in like an hour span is way different than only like 5% of the people who are coming through the doors wearing a mask. And you're endangering everyone who works in these places who doesn't have the choice of staying home, who doesn't have the choice of, of making you make better decisions um, to protect them. So um, it's, it's insane that we don't have the mandate because it protects if they, they talk so much about the, the workers of Utah or whatever, but refusing to do a mandate is a fucking slap in the face um, to everyone who is an essential worker and have, having to work in person throughout this whole thing. And it's disgusting that like they haven't done anything to protect these people. And of, co of course we know um, that so many of these companies are off the hook on liability as well uh, when it comes to their employees. So there's not going to be any, like the, the Republican part of the coronavirus package, which obviously still hasn't passed, but like a lot of it is liability for companies and corporations who don't have to pay for their employees dying. I, that's a huge thing in the meatpacking plants. But it's anyway. hard to not come away from all this thinking that we are just a gravely ill nation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Also, you guys, you guys enjoy bets, right? Mm. You guys, you guys like a good bet. Love you guys want to place a bet that we get a new Supreme Court justice before we get a coronavirus relief package? Oh, no bet. Interesting. <laughs> I don't, I don't no, no, that, take that. That's bad. definitely <laughs> happening. Like no bet, but um, yeah. also on top of that too, like you, you, you look at like the caseloads for just say Utah County itself. Friday, they had 501 cases. Montreal, Ontario in Canada, which is the largest province in Canada had something like 410. So this as one as county of like, province. yeah, this one this one county of 600,000 people has more has more cases than Ontario, who has 15 million people, including the city of Toronto. And Ontario is talking about going into Jesus new restrictions Christ. again. Well, okay, so that's something that, that has been pissing me off. And I can't remember if we mentioned this last time as well, but like Donald Trump saying like, Europe's looking pretty bad. They're going up 400% or all that bullshit. Um, we talked about that. Yeah. On the last, oh, I think that was with Colin. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. we talked about that, but yeah, like these percentages of like, they're so strict and, and they're so good at handling this in comparison to what we're doing that like they see an increase in 400%, which might be, Oh no, we hit 400 cases as an entire province. We went from 10 to 400 or whatever. Um, and we are sitting here getting like hundreds and hundreds a day in a, suburban utah county like we're getting hundreds of more people dying yeah a day yep than other places are getting infected and yeah and the big thing about that is comparing like western europe and canada to the united states is they also have like the social safety nets in place that people can actually can actually just hunker in place for a while too without fear of losing everything i mean despite even despite the austerity that like the eu has been leveraging against like all citizens in, in europe their baseline is still so much higher than ours oh absolutely like it's it's insane like they're like my family in italy is still being subsidized by the government to stay home like it's even though they yeah. as an as i don't even know what they're as an entire country i'm curious to check um it's just it's it's insane Boys. so let's see Oh, let's see. They had, as an entire country, they had uh, 1,600 yesterday. So, Boys, I know I, I said I'm in a good mood. 
Uh, I said that these vibes couldn't couldn't be fucked. Um, <laughs> but I need you to excuse me for just a minute. Because it's been six fucking months and Nate. Yeah, six fucking months. <sighs> so again, I know, boys, that I said that I've been having a really good day. <laughs> that these vibes could not get fucked. Um, and I'm going to try to stay positive, but I do just need a minute because it's been six months that we've given up six entire months of our lives and things are worse worse because we have complete failure from the top down it's been six months of our lives god damn it i know and um there it is he's got the punching bag so that i mean that's kind of the fucking thing i feel better thank you you're welcome thanks for thanks for going off king um so I watched the on one of those days, Governor Herbert did um, his like his uh, fucking um, press conference thing, press conference. That's the word press conference about like, you know, how we're super fucked or whatever. But again, he doesn't issue any actual mandates or anything. It's just like, I'm going to think uh, deeply and seriously about what to do here. Um going to meet with and, my advisors again for like the 900th time in the last six months yeah. and we'll talk about restrictions but we're probably not going to do them because you he's know talking he's talking he's been, been having meetings for six months i know so he's talking about the restrictions again and basically just saying he's threatening again that like the mask mandate is on the table which again every single day they don't do a mask mandate is more suffering and death on their hands because they know for a fact that the mask mandates work because they touted the effectiveness of masks in Salt Lake. So they know the difference that it made. They left out the fact that it was because of a mandate, but they, they, they try so hard to be like, you know, we don't want to overstep on local officials. This is the fucking governor. He is a local official and they are so obsessed with like, not wanting to control like what's in like people's backyards or whatever. It's like, why the fuck do we have a governor? First of all, not only Um, that, but Gary, dude, you're out in just a couple of months. What do you have to lose, dude? Like, why can't you just step up and grow a dick and a set of balls for the first time in your fucking life? I think we got life on there. Yeah. Uh, But also just on top of that, too, I mean, well, the only thing I can think of that would justify all of this is essentially just like Governor Herbert pretty much. Um, he thinks he's going to go get a payday after this, like available Jones could be, I'm going to go be a lobbyist now. And like, you know, you know, spread the joy of Utah and the federal and state capitals. I would like to congratulate Gary Herbert, um, on being the new president of Real Salt Lake. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Don't you put that curse upon me. Um, okay. So here's something I was thinking about and it's kind of, it's been really getting to me. Um, so uh, we've had over 200,000 people die in this country um, from coronavirus. And basically, this country is kind of divided into a few pieces. But one of the big chunks, as we've talked about before, is the people who believe still that, like, maybe not that it's a hoax, but that the numbers are greatly inflated to make Donald Trump look bad. And I'm almost sympathetic to a belief that 
I'm, I'm, I'm almost sympathetic to people who fall into conspiracy theories on this because it's really hard to accept that this country would just like have 200,000 people die and we would just kind of like, it's business as usual. And I, that's, that's an, that's an absolutely insanity inducing thought. So I'm almost sympathetic to people who have to believe there's another explanation because that is the fact that we still worship, um, you know, like the nine 11 deaths or whatever. And we, we are still doing seances or something about, you know, fewer than 3000 people dying. Um, we have that every other day in this country now where we have, uh, nearly 2000 people dying a day still. Charlie Daniels dedicated his life to four people dying in Benghazi. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And we have so many, so you almost either, you have to believe some people feel like they have to believe that this is like a, a hoax or inflated or whatever in order to maintain sanity. And I'm sympathetic to that because of how much of a fucking failure this country is. But the re- the thing that really gets to me, and and as, as, as an example of all that, like I, I get into arguments on Twitter with dumb fucks or whatever who are against masks or whatever, and they, they do things like say that masks aren't provenly, proven to be effective, which isn't true. And then they say things like... Um, I had somebody claim the other day to me on Twitter that the way we're treating kids in school right now is treating them like lepers and that kids are suicidal because they're how they're being treated in school and that we've actually lost more people to suicide than we have to coronavirus. And that's something that we're going to dive into in a second a little bit. Um, But with Governor Herbert and Spencer Cox, they don't fall into that group. They know for a fucking fact and they've said especially when that thing came out about the comorbid- comorbidities and how they're, oh my God, only 6% of all coronavirus deaths are just coronavirus. It's like, yes, if, if you're hit by a car and you bleed out on the side of the road, you die from bleeding out, but you wouldn't have bled out if you didn't get hit by the car. If you, exactly. have, comorbidity, um, if you have a heart problem and you get coronavirus and you die because of that combination, you wouldn't have just died without getting coronavirus. That's something to keep in mind. That, yeah. that if, if a diabetic gets in a car crash and dies that diabetic didn't die because, because they had he or she or had exactly. diabetes. Yeah. And so, uh, Corona or, uh, coronavirus, coronavirus, Herbert and coronavirus Cox, these two guys, <laughs> they know for a fact, they they've said 200 people. Like, I think it was a few weeks ago. They said 180,000 people have died from this virus. That's why you need to take it seriously. The fact that they know that and they know what's effective against that and still refuse to do the mandates that they know would help and save lives is fucking evil. And like, it blows my mind if they were like, I would respect it more to an extent if they just thought the number was bullshit. And that's, that's the reason why they weren't doing it. It's worse that they know the number is not bullshit and they still won't do it because the people defending they're not doing the mask mandates are defending it because they think the number is bullshit. So the fact that they know it's not, and they still won't is fucking insane. And Spencer Cox is likely going to be the next governor and it's there's no way in hell that he should be allowed to like it's it's absolutely disgusting he should be removed from the the task force even though it's bullshit anyway um and also he honestly should resign like just switch in huntsman for god's sake i don't fucking care yeah at this point you might as well because like cox has done absolutely nothing in the position he's been put into and also just like pointing it out too like the state will flex its authority whenever it wants to but at this point, it doesn't want to. Like, friend of the pod, Ben Dowsett, was tweeting about it, too, just saying, too, like, we can have state-run liquor stores everywhere in the state where we don't allow, like, individual stores to sell liquor. 
but we can't have a mass mandate. We can right. call pornography a health epidemic mm-hmm. in Utah where we put resources into making sure that ISPs put in things to make sure that if you ever go to Pornhub or anything like that, you have to click a box and all that. But we can't do anything about a mask mandate. Yeah. And now all we have is like Spencer Cox. Like he's not even like even pretending to care about like COVID anymore. Like he, he retweets stuff from like the coronavirus department of health or what, or uh, the department of health and the coronavirus task force accounts. But he did like barely says shit anymore. He retweets like motivational accounts more than he retweets COVID stuff anymore. Yep. Like it's, it's all <laughs> he's turned into like a, like a divorced wine mom. Dude, Jordan was like, this is shit. My mom <laughs> would post on Facebook. Yeah. It's, but have you guys ever seen anybody fuck up their situation before getting into office more than like, Spencer Cox? It's like almost impossible. I don't know how. It like, is this is this supposed to be a sneak preview of what he's going to be like as a governor? Because if so, like, we're boned beyond belief. My, my major hunch was like Herbert and Cox always just thought like the governor of Utah is kind of like a figurehead anyway. Just make sure business keeps flowing. Make sure, make sure the coffers stay kind of full from, from projects and things like that. But other than that, the legislature runs a show. So don't even worry about it. They weren't expecting a crisis like this. They yeah. weren't expecting something where they actually have to exert authority over because it terrifies them. Like, yeah. because they're worried about like the Phil Lyman types and like Southern Utah, which is be like fuck mm-hmm. you we don't want your we don't want your oh. authority speaking of which i uh <laughs> um that fucking video went viral from all the uh oh. the saint george mask thing which you didn't talk about but um the lady because- the lady comparing wearing a mask to george floyd dying <laughs> almost did me in like i was watching that and it could actually yeah. like feel my brain matter trickling out of my ear and out of my nose that's how literally liquefied my brain things. was becoming. Yeah, that's and then the the kid the coronavirus kills more or the flu kills more people than coronavirus. Yeah, and then We're the old st- woman. People are well. people are still on that shit. Yeah, yeah. Jordan can plug that clip, but uh, motherfucker, we have the president of the United States on tape talking about that. Like your God, yeah. the man that that you have put upon your pedestal, <laughs> saying that mm. shit. And it still doesn't matter. You're still perpetuating the lies, you stupid fucking plebes. So fuck off back to Chuckarama. Absolutely. So uh so um in, in the press conference that, that Herbert gave, he he mentioned um he he alluded to one person in particular who's I swore to God I would never talk about ever again on this podcast, but apparently we have to talk about it again. Um but basically, and I do want to give a disclaimer first about um, Governor Herbert blaming college kids for being stupid isn't isn't the full reason like this thing is as bad as it is. Like, um, if we if they were doing everything they could and like when we had a mask mandate statewide and we were having these these things happen, it would be um, I'd be more uh, sim- sympathetic to Herbert's position on this. Um, but he, I mean, he's right in the fact that there are college kids being absolute dumbasses and being defiant on purpose. Um, and specifically, uh, fan favorite Kwaku L, um, another member of the, uh, BYM cinematic universe. (laughs) Yeah. The Pink Young Money cinematic universe, Kwaku L. So on top of the absolute shithead totem pole. Yeah. He, so since, since we've talked last, he's just continued to become like, he's a Burgess Owens guy, of course. Um, he, is very much like 
I don't even really know how to describe where it's just he's I, continued to move right. I, I said I said it before. I'll say it again. He is Candace Owens with a seven peak seasons pass. <laughs> yeah, he's just one of those like <laughs> eternal contrarians who's just pretty much like yeah. once the system of government switches over, he just becomes like, oh, well, you, you feel this way. Well, I feel this way now. How does that feel? Yeah. Yeah. So, again, he was the former like VP of Brigham Young or Brigham Young University Democrats um or something like that and he's the one who threw that big party uh, however long ago um well, and then he, was, he was the head of uh brigham young democrats until he got into like pizzagate right pretty yeah, much i think it was when he graduated because he's not a student there anymore he's not um, a student there anymore no he's not a big oh. well so oh. just coincidentally um i gotta find the article but it, an article about kwaku dropped in the trib today um so he's not actually a student there anymore. He's not, uh, but he just still lives in Provo, obviously. Oh, that's um, so but they, fucking lame. They planned a second party a few weeks ago, and, and they, they did have another party. And they explicitly said, um, let's see, the quote was, uh, let's see, one was canceled. However, the po- let's see, due to us not being little bitches, we're going to have um, another party. Hold on, let me, s- God, dude, I don't, I'm not signing up for the trip, so I'm. I'm having to use incognito. Um, so anyway, uh, they had another party. Um, and coincidentally, uh, it turns out that the Department of Health has directly linked a, a fair amount of cases to this party. And I'll have you remember that he went on the news and basically was just like, yeah, dude, if people are going to die, people are going to die. And because he cannot help but post through it, um, he has gone on and off private on Twitter and like tweeted like shit, but he's been posting a lot of things on his Instagram where people are apparently very supportive of him. Oh yeah. He, so went he, through run- a, he went through a long thread today. Like he just posts like a couple like Q and a things like, what do you think of the man mess day? Are you going to actually like follow through with it? Even though if like Provo and Utah County says so, and then just like posted all the responses to and pretty much all of it was, it's a hoax. It's a hoax. It's a hoax. Nice. It's a hoax. It's government control. It's a hoax. It's a hoax. It's wonderful. You feel yeah. great. Just to so, rewind the tape, guys, because no. it's been in my head since you told me that he's already graduated. I just imagine him like at one of his parties with like the creepy Matthew McConaughey look like from Days to Confused. And he just looks <laughs> over at his partner. He's like, That's what I love about these BYU girls, man. I get yeah. older. They stay the same age. Well, judging by his Instagram, you're not far off. Yeah, he, you're absolutely right. So I, I don't know if he explicitly graduated. I know that this this there's a new Tribune article, like I said, that came out today. It's called How Two 20-somethings and Their Dance Parties Helped Set Back Utah's Pandemic Progress. And it, he said he was a student, and he's not currently a student there, from oh, what man. I see. Um, if, but if basically, I a, if I ever have an popular, article written about me about like that, too, I think I'd probably just fake my death. Yep. Yeah. So he Go got popular doing um he and his business so quake is from texas his his business partner partner samuel knee he's from southeast idaho and went on a mission um but they they created this company together called young dumb which is Um, a little little on the nose i know it's like uh it's it's a it's a reference to that song i think that Wiz khalifa snoop dogg song no, I think it's. Um, I always thought it was like a play on the on the phrase to like young, young, dumb, and full of cum. Oh, maybe yeah. it's that. I, th- but I thought no, it was but like that's the, against uh, the honor code. Yeah, I thought it was the um, college song, the 
young, dumb, broke, high school kids. And uh, uh, no. anyway, so it, it doesn't matter. But he they did another dance party. And um, again, his whole thing is like people didn't care about the um, the protests, blah, 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 blah. Again, just completely disregarding the differences or nuances oh, in any of that. He, we don't need to rehash that out again. He had a great quote, though. It's like, if dance parties are what has been causing the spike, why all of a sudden Provo has been having packed dance parties since the end of July? Why now? Oh, my God. Just completely brain dead. Um, and so explicitly, like the, the Utah... Um, Department of Health uh, made comments about how, um, or the the Utah Health, Utah County Health Department made comments about how they traced cases back to his parties. And Kwaku went on this big anti meat. He's on the, he, like, if you remember the KUTV, I think it was KUTV, he did the interview and he was like freaking out about the fake news because they said that he wanted, or he said, if people are going to die, then they're going to die, which is exactly what he said. And they cut out some other bullshit that he said, but it was the exact same point. So he's like all fake news media or whatever, but he went off about, um, he says he's being smeared and like, we, we can't trust the, we can't trust what the Utah County Health Department is saying. Um, and like he, he explicitly said, uh, talking about the Tribune, he said, why are all, all, why are classic anti-Mormon publications, the Salt Lake Tribune also assuming BYU students are the only culprits of spreading COVID when there are, are more, um, students at UVU <laughs> and, um, Jordan, tell us about, about the news story from Nashville. <laughs> okay. So he started talking about this too. It was like, Oh, you know what? The Utah County health department is probably hiding cases too. And then he linked to the story from like the daily mail, which first of all, never use the daily mail as a, as a source because that's where like readers in the UK, like go to if the sun is not right wing enough for them. And so essentially this story from Nashville comes like from a British info wars. Pretty much. <laughs> it's for like UKIP people. It's it's wonderful. <laughs> um, Hell yeah. So Kwaku used this news story from Nashville from like a Fox Sinclair station there that pretty much just said like the health department and the mayor's office in Nashville was hiding cases and was essentially blowing up cases and make it seem like it was higher than it was too. And they weren't like identifying a lot of cases because there wasn't, uh, there was not necessarily what it was is they took like one line out of context. It was said like there hasn't been a significant spread worth revealing in certain places. And what it really turned out to be is they don't want to identify bars because if there was only like five people who tested positive there, that could also be construed as like a HIPAA violation by, by yeah. strictly identifying those people. So of course this news station ran with it too. And it got featured on like gateway pundit, Brett Bart daily wire and re retweeted by Don jr. Because of course it was. And then like once the truth finally came out too, and the mayor's office pushed this like Fox station, they immediately like Fulton's like, okay, sorry. We kind of took it out of context. Um, uh, we still have questions about the transparency, but, uh, there was no conspiracy about this. Sorry. Sorry. Trying to delete pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I'm trying to delete. So, Quake has been getting called out quite a bit, obviously, and getting a ton of heat, as he rightfully should. Um, but he decided to take to Instagram to uh, say one of the one of the most insane things I've ever heard in my entire life. This um, feels like the just, most diabolical thing ever. Yeah. Just um, doubled and tripled and quadrupled down. So he says, I'll just read part of this. Hey, guys, I wanted to open about up, open up about something important. 
I grew up with a stepdad. He's a good man and I love him. My biological father and my mom had a nasty divorce. They split up. The side effects of the divorce lingered a bit longer. And my stepdad and mom got divorced too. My biological father got sick during the recession of the early 2000s. He didn't have adequate health care. He couldn't afford to get better. He died in 2007. It's hard to imagine slowly getting sick, slowly dying, eyes going blind and being bedridden, knowing that there's no way you can get the medicine, surgery or care that you need. The market is shot. The economy is in shambles. You've seen your fate and there's no hope. I don't want anyone going through that. Hey, I, I this is Kyle speaking now. I agree. I would. I definitely don't want anyone going through that. That's that's really awful and horrific that the downturn of the economy, economy according to Quaku, is the reason that... Um, that he didn't have health care, job, and, and and died. Yeah, that seems like a great argument for like Medicare for all or single parent. Yeah, exactly. Like, or something like, that. The, like your health. Why would your health care ever need to be tied to the economy? Like, um, that's that seems that seems like a problem. Yeah, and he couldn't afford to get better. That, that seems like a problem. Yeah, that seems like that, a great argument that Quak that Quaku was making about about single payer health care. And I appreciate his support in this one. Where did he take it from here? You'd be surprised. No, he didn't actually advocate for single payer healthcare. He said, I don't want anyone going through that. And that's why I've been so vocally pushing for us to get back to normal and let us reopen. We, when we have a recession, sons lose their fathers. When we don't allow people to work, they die. Being able to work, provide for your family and make a name for yourself in this world is a right we all deserve. It's not something we should ever give up or give away. We don't know how long this recession will last or how long it will take to get a vaccine. All I know is if we as a country continue to keep businesses shut, again, he's referring to uh, his own dance company business, um, it is going to be wor- be worse than what we've seen the past six months. If we don't do anything, the strobe light companies and Provo are going to go out of business. <clears throat> I... Somehow taking that whole thing and saying that's why we need to throw these super spreader events. I what? I almost I like I boy. Um what kind of economic impact are these fucking dances having? That's what I want to know. Like what are they doing? Is it it's not affecting Swig, it's not affecting any of the other stupid businesses that are in Utah County that cater to like their their clientele of people who I just know. want sugar cookies and like and soda that's extra sugary it's it's, now, it's you listen yeah, it's guys if a bunch of 20 somethings can't dry hump at a glorified steak dance then people are going to lose their lives they will they absolutely and will. we are never ever going to be able to return to normal where so we have to rock out with our cocks out <laughs> not in literally order to save the economy where are RMs supposed to get over the pants hand jobs now? <laughs> this is the only place. The over the pants hand job economy is at an all time low. <laughs> <laughs> um, One I, of the most like pathological things, and especially somebody, you know, and and I'll try not to be too whiny about this, but it really does um, hit home for me because I lost a family member due to lack of adequate health care and a fucked up medical uh dude i think you're overreacting and, and if and if your brother could have just gone to a few more dance parties instead um maybe he would have been happier 
and he probably he probably would still be alive if he it's, if he got an over the pants hand, hand. So and I I I really don't have sympathy like Quaku's family doesn't live here. Like my my family is also at a direct not that it re- would require me to have family involved in the situation because I actually have the ability to think and care about people outside myself, but just thinking selfishly like maybe if Quaku's grandparents were in this area and like being directly affected by this, he, he might be feel different, but he's, he states away from where he grew up. Um, and he's throwing these parties and these kids that are at these parties are going home to their families every weekend who, the ones who live here and spreading this virus. Like there's already been documented cases of this happening. Like it's insane. I have an 87 year old father. And these shitheads are going to be the reason he never gets to go outside again. And I know it's not just about me and it's not just about my family. This is a singular case, but still like, it would be cool, you know, if like my dad could go to like a restaurant again or like could go grocery shopping or something like have some sort of like semblance of a normal life. Yeah, have my- some sort of dignity, but I understand it's much more important if fucking Brenton can grind on McKinsley or Braxley or McKinsley or I don't know, some other dumb fuck Utah. Yeah. Most of my family lives in Utah County too. So it's honestly wonderful knowing that like much of my family's being put into greater peril because some like 19 year old kid from Helaman hall accidentally comes during a dance. It's, it's, it's great. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the fact that he can go with that and end like with his dad dying of lack of like that is a reason to hold people in power to account. It's and, not a reason and, to just do cleansing on the on the population instead. Like it's insane. And you you look at that sort of description of how his his stepdad died or his dad. I can't remember which one it was, but it's his dad. You, yeah. You look at the description of how he died, and that's exactly how you die with COVID. Yeah, dying alone and lonely. Like your family literally can't see you. So he's literally exposing people um, and putting their lives at risk risk to die in the exact same way that his dad did. And I've never, I, it's pathological. It is it insane. Is. I, I I have like, it's it's one of the most disgusting things I've ever read. But I still haven't gone through the entirety of this article that was in the trip about him. But it's I think it's a lot of it's the same stuff that we've been talking about. Just, but they talk they go into depth about the actual company itself, um, you know, and they talk about uh, Quaku's move to the right for some reason. Um, and just Im- yeah, just like imagine, a, oh sorry, continue. Yeah, it was a, just imagine though, like people who will die because a bunch of like kids from like Deseret Towers wanted to like drink fake cocktails, dance to like shitty dubstep and then have like a teary like zoom call with their Bishop the next day because he accidentally came. It's, 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 dude. it's great. Isn't it? It's okay, wonderful. Yeah. Do, do you want to hear some crazy shit though? So, um, so he, he, uh, this article talks about Kwaku, I mean, is very anti Joe Biden 2020, which, of course, but whatever. He's retweeted Trump and other conservatives. Um, so he said on social media, his change, was, his change was driven by concerns for human trafficking. He's accused Democrats of ignoring the issue, which we knew already. But 
On social, also on social media, Ellis complained about the government efforts to control the pandemic through limits on businesses and mask mandates. Quote, there's absolutely no way a government responsible for slavery, segregation, Japanese internment camps, activist assassinations, monetary fraud, mistakenly, quote, I don't know why he mistakenly, um, mistakenly bombing Iraq. We didn't bomb Iraq. That was a full scale invasion, but that wasn't a mistake either. It wasn't. Yeah. A mis- it, well, they don't claim that it was. was about as calculating as it gets. Yeah. Uh, anyway, op- an operation paperclip hiring Nazi leaders to NASA could possibly lie to us about coronavirus. L tweeted on May 14th. Not. And then he goes on to say, not even saying I buy into the conspiracy theories and stuff, but dang blind obedience to the government. When has that ever been a good idea? All How- of- the fact, how the fuck do you like, why do people think that blind obedience to the government or whatever is the same as literally just wearing a mask to protect other people around you? Like Exactly. Like blind, ob- it's not blind obedience to government. It's like the bare minimum when it comes to courtesy. Yeah. All of those things you listed too, are like things that like sustain the status quo and like the capitalist system at the time too. Like he, he lists all those different things, but there was also like a capitalistic element to all those who pretty much came in and swept up and profited off of those who was profiting off of like COVID right now. Like it, it's turned the entire economy to a standstill. Like who's gaining like qui bono who is benefiting yeah um, outside of like jeff bezos outside like jeff bezos and honestly yeah i can kind of buy that one a little bit but yeah totally but it doesn't think about him. like um the way we describe patriotism in this country and like that whole there was that tweet from internet hippo that was does intense patriotism ever translate into pro-social behaviors like conservation or trying to reduce the spread of a daily a deadly virus or does it only exist to rationalize bloodlust like if you love this country or whatever, why does it never turn into like protecting your fellow people? But L's next tweet referred to stories in the Book of Mormon, the LDS Church's signature scripture, in which conspirators worked in what were called, quote, secret combinations to bring down uh, yeah. societies. Um, one of the major elements that led to the fall of the Jaredites and later the Nephites were secret combinations, L wrote. So you mean the Jewish people that came over and settled South America? Yes, those are the ones. Hell yeah. So, <laughs> I mean... I, I don't really have much else to say about Quaku. I've, I've really, for God's sakes, hope we don't. I mean, it can't really, he can't really get worse unless he gets like arrested. It's going to be the same shit over and over. But I mean, he's quite literally um, damaging people's lives considerably by continuing to hold these. And he just wants to have his company make money, I guess. So Quaku, um, uh, um, I don't know if you've listened to the pod, but I've issued challenges to Mike Lee and Spencer Cox. <laughs> Um, go back, listen to the episodes. The uh, the same same challenge uh, has been now extended to you. Oh, except instead of resigning, he has to just shut down his company. He has to shut down. No, he has to move out of the state or something. I don't know. Fuck him. <laughs> yeah. um, he, has to, he has to delete all accounts. No more posting. Fair. Anyway, uh, speaking of dying to come, what's the church up to? <laughs> Damn. All right, Jordan, tell us. Tell us continue you you using your uh that transition you get you have the honors of walking us through this our final segment you got it well uh member of the 12 apostles of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints or whatever they're calling themselves this week i can't even remember um apostle jeffrey r holland was speaking to the utah coalition against pornography where he compared porn to COVID 19 
Uh, first quote, as we <sighs> conquer COVID-19, and we will, may we be equally committed right now to conquering the other pandemic the free and free the world of the plague of pornography. Can I just clear something up real quick for Mr. Yes. Hollins? That is not what Stormy Daniels meant when she was talking about her body count. <laughs> Damn. Nice. Got him. Oh. In the first of his comparisons, by the way, I pulled this article from the Deseret News, uh, between COVID-19... Even better. And, yes. Between, Even better. Between COVID-19 <laughs> and porn, Elder Holland explained that the coronavirus spreads through small in small droplets in the air. Those who are infected with the small particles, a thousand times smaller than the grain of sand, may not initially recognize the danger and therefore may or may not have taken appropriate precautions against the seemingly ubiquitous aggressor. This sounds eerily like the infection of pornography, Elder Holland said. Exposure begins with sm through small, simple visual droplets about which even the victim may not fully appreciate the danger. Sadly, the little pornographic germs are pervasive television movies, checkout counters, cell phones, and iPads. So the exposure goes on and on. I don't know about you guys, but when I'm buying groceries and I see that checkout counter, just trouser ripping boner. It's the Cosmopolitan just, magazine contains I'm just, pornography. I'm just 12 to 6. Damn. I, I'm I, just, I'm, every time I drive on I-15 and I see that like Cosmo hurts children, I always just want to like take a picture of it and like and just like Photoshop Cosmo BYU's mascot onto it. <laughs> oh man, that's good. That's oh, so funny. So, okay, so it goes on to, what is the impact of these two plagues? COVID-19's impact varies, though it is generally worse for those over 60. Some will never know they had it while others end up on respirator, having their blood artificially oxygenated or dying from the disease. These victims can no longer rely on their own natural capabilities. Instead, they must live artificially to survive day to day. In contrast, no one escapes pornography unscathed, as some might with COVID-19, and it reverses its audience, attacking the young more viciously than the elderly. Like COVID-19's worst victims, pornography takes what is normal and natural and makes it artificial for everyone who uses it, because it rewires the neural pathways in your brain. To leave it, with, to leave, it will require constant monitoring of your thoughts and feelings, not unlike the greatest monitoring of your, of your lungs or blood of of COVID-19. Oh, oh so, yeah, dude. So Banger. I, I never realized carpal tunnel was fatal until just now, but <laughs> it it's really is incredible to me that no matter what the church will always find a way to like shoehorn in. It's like messaging on certain things, especially like pornography because we can't like, just let like a once in a century, like global pan pandemic be a global pandemic. Like it's gotta be also something else. Oh no. You act. You you have to be vigilant at all times about the about the scourges of pornography, because if you see like a Maxim magazine in a grocery store, you might just be tempted just to pull it out and jerk it right there, waiting to buy your gum or something. Who this knows? True. But oh my goodness! So isn't Wait, it you're great? not supposed to do that. Um, <laughs> it's frowned upon. Fuck. Probably bad. Probably bad. Okay, guys. Well, I gotta go call my bishop. <laughs> it really is just like a it really is just kind of amazing too just like the 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 attitudes towards sex in utah too i think mean, we've talked about this in the past too but like you can compare like pornography to something that's killed two hundred thousand americans and just be like yeah they're both equally bad it's like no one's shutting down stores and no one's like 
having sporting events with no fans because of pornography. Like, what are we? I don't even know, talking man. About? Did you guys hear about that time that the Bang Bros shut down the economy? I heard about that. It was tragic. It was, yeah, I mean, it was it was devastating. <laughs> it really is. Oh boy. Well, <laughs> how's the vibe, Greg? I know we I know we started off on a on a high note, but how are you doing? Sun's still shining. The I sun think is I still told, shining. Yeah, I told yeah. you guys today I got some Indian takeout and I found out the boy really loves vegetable mm-hmm. coconut korma. So I'm just I'm just gonna think about coconut korma and sunshine for the rest of the day and remain completely unfucked. Yes, that sounds fantastic, to be honest. Um, my, man, you know I might I might even go to the grocery store and buy a Maxim. Hey, feeling feel crazy. Easy there, Tiger. <laughs> Only for the articles, of course. Oh yeah, articles because. Playboy doesn't exist or something, or they've just outlawed it in the state. I don't know. Yeah, they, they've got like, you know, I'm sure they've got some sort of like really cool uh, article that talks about like how to dress to like maximize the peaks of your biceps or I don't know, some other dumb shit, but I'm going to read it and it's going to sure be so. gratifying. Hey, you dumb 19 year olds. Here's a watch you'll never be able to afford. <laughs> you just open it up and it just smells like axe body spray i think maxim is literally just made to just cater to only dan blazarian and (laughs) solely only dan blazarian it's like yeah i I do need another three thousand dollar watch well it's because he's a pornographer and a sinner he is he really is um but yeah i mean shawarma's good the weather is really nice uh that storm appears i think i gotta take a look out the window to have cleared out most of the smoke uh oh yeah it did it rained yesterday for the first time in like two months i got a lot of rain yesterday it was nice i'm gonna i'm gonna go out tomorrow and absolutely whip ass on a bike you absolutely should. Yeah, I drove um, up the canyon. Carly and I went on a nice little drive. It was great. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was a great, lovely day yesterday. Um, like I mentioned, my mom has coronavirus, and I was potentially exposed to her. So when I got a test, and in true uh, Greg fashion, in a shocking result for the haters and losers, I came out on top of that one. Hey. Um, so that's good. Um, yeah, so that's good. What else? What else is going on? Jordan, the move went smoothly, I guess. Yeah, it did. Um, I had to drop off my keys with my like rental management company, except they weren't in the office. So I just had to like throw it through the slot in the doors. Like, I hope it gets a sub one because um, I'm not paying for new keys. Yep. Also, I can breathe for like the first time in like a, a a year because apparently there was a huge patch of like black mold in the back of my closet that I didn't know until like cleared Ooh, everything no out. No way. So I was Jesus. like, oh wow, that's that's not great. Well, well, I'm very glad you escaped the black mold. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'm happy yeah. for your lungs. No more respiratory infections for this guy. Hell yes. Um, let's see what else is going on. Uh, I think. I don't know. We can talk. Maybe next week we should talk more about uh, what's happened with local Utah police. Potentially, um, I think the or that the thirteen-year-old boy who was shot by police. Um, that is still. I don't think any cops have been. 
no even like fired or anything for that no um but if you go if you go on my profile um at johnny underscore utah on twitter my pinned tweet uh has a link to Lyndon cameron's gofundme and think they're pretty close they've gotten almost a hundred yeah, thousand dollars need, they just need a little over uh five grand to get there yeah full so goal. let's uh that's one thing you can do i'll issue a challenge out to everyone you know skip a cup of coffee or two this week um don't go out to lunch once just kick over kick over a little little cash to somebody who's in pretty dire need yep also uh shout out to sim gill for finally charging a cop with something Oh, hey. the man who uh, was attacked by the canine unit. So, yes. um, it, again, like it's left like the man might be acquitted. I guess we'll see. But um, at least we got that one. And um, I think Sim Gill just didn't want to go global news again because he's been getting roasted internationally for weeks now. Yeah. So. All it took was for the man's attorney to release the video to the media for them to finally realize that something should happen. Yeah. So for all those people who with the uh, cops investigating themselves or whatever, this is the shit, man. It always requires the cops do not tell the truth. They um, will always tell the story that helps them uh, feel better and look better. So, yeah, I think that's it for this week. Should we call it, boys? I just got one one quick thing I'm going to leave you all with. um, And it's uh, by Jordan's favorite poster and part of the uh, BYM cinematic universe, Charlotte Climber. From today. You're gonna make Jordan have an aneurysm. <laughs> she tweeted out today, I'm a flaming liberal. I'm a gun owner, but don't collect them. My idea of fun is singing karaoke in a tiara, not a day shooting guns. But there is no doubt in my mind in my mind that, if needed, I could kill other human beings efficiently, tactically, without hesitation. That's training. No fucking way. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. Fuck off. You were a six-year specialist who never deployed. Uh, All right, bye.